welcome to By Design with Lynn and Danette podcast. We are so thrilled you're here. This is a space where we chat about the design of our lives and everything that entails. We talk about interior design. We love creating beautiful spaces, if you haven't already caught that. And we give you practical ways to encourage you in your home. We also discuss the design of our lives, the design of our friendships, and the relationships we have with others and with God. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes or whatever provider you use so that you don't miss any By Design episodes. Also, if you're enjoying this, could we ask you to leave a review over on iTunes? That would be just so awesome. It helps others find the show to spread a little bit more design around. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram, our favorite social network. We are at Lynn Felsman, at Danette Gora, and at By Design Podcast. You could also email us at info at bydesignpodcast.com with something you'd love to hear us chat about in your home or in your life. We'd love to hear from you. Today we're on episode 12 where we talk about waiting. It's never easy, right? And how we deal with those times in our lives. We also chat about using patterns and prints in our homes. So here we go. Hi. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. Today's the first day of school. Right? Oh my golly. We did it. We did it. Everyone left this morning. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. Yeah. And I'm excited for them. They were actually all excited to go like after the orientations and my boys were not looking forward to going back. Um, but now like after yeah. the last couple of days, they're like ready. Mm-hmm. They're ready too. So it's good. Yeah, that's great. I was enjoying like they still, both my kids still wanted me to walk them to their classroom. And I was thinking, oh, that's coming to an end here yeah. soon. And so I got to do that this morning. Oh. And then I'll get to do Reiji in a few years you when he gets there. But with these two, Which like, I'm getting to that point. I'm done now. Jude, our youngest, just started second grade and wants no part of me to walk him in. <laughs> but every once in a while, like, he'll run and like, hug me in front of like, yeah. he's Like when I show up. But I hope that sticks around this year. Mm-hmm. I know they grow up so quickly. My oldest is in seventh and then Everett is in fifth. So mm-hmm. we're just, you know, into the throes of everybody put on deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to start oh, that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That was good. How was your weekend camping? Oh, <gasps> yeah. We did go camping. Yes. You yeah, did. Well, yeah. Well, okay. It's been a whirlwind. It was camping, but you had a camper. It was. Well, <laughs> it was still camping. Okay, I know. Because there's so much dirt. I just sand. keep thinking about Jim Gaffigan. He's like the people that pull up with their Winnebagos. It's like, oh, that's what I forgot. <laughs> My house. <laughs> <laughs> and it did kind of feel like that. Uh, that we brought our whole house. And the goldfish. We, we did end up with the goldfish. <laughs> that's a, Yeah, we were on the road. Like we had planned for people to take care of our chickens for us and our and cats. And it wasn't me. Praise the Lord. It wasn't you. Yeah. We're, you knew better mm-hmm. to ask me. <laughs> we got a Rigby a fish for his birthday this April in the spring. And it's still living. It's Wow. This thing has grown. It's so fat. It's And we changed its water. They're supposed to die. We don't follow any of the rules and it will not die. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's good. Had, it's a, it's going to live forever. Oh, bless you. And its name is Shark. What's oh, this? it's just living up to its name. <laughs> we like to name your things. kids, your people, and your animals. Everything lives completely up to their names <laughs> in your house. <laughs> yep. Well, anyway, Sharky, he we forgot about him. Oh, and so we're on the way down there, and all of a sudden, R- Rigby's like, oh, "My fish!" 
who's going to take care of my fish? And me and Derek look at each other like, who uh. cares? <laughs> <laughs> It'll still be alive. <laughs> yeah, but clearly he loves this fish. So Aww. we called Papa Dan like we always Aww. do. My dad, the kids call him Papa Dan. He was coming down to camp with us anyway. So we're like... <laughs> Can you swing by and get the fish? <laughs> <laughs> just just buckle him into he, the front seat. <laughs> he totally did. He brought the it's like oh, it's like him. a glorified fish bowl. It's like I a little you know plexiglass box or something oh, that you I love plug it. In. That's hilarious. There's a little Wow, you plug it in? Yeah, just to the, the get air flowing oh. through the water for the fish, you know. So they have to clean the water as often. That's nice. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> so they can breathe what, oh i don't know <laughs> google <laughs> let's take a moment <laughs> to figure out the answer to this guys i don't yeah we don't really know why how fish breathe listen <laughs> so and, and we oh our goldfish wouldn't die and oh okay we have a little video of jude of our goldfish when we got them and um they wouldn't die either and so we ended up putting them in one of our parks that's near us we donated it to the koi fish pond we were like they'll have more friends and room to grow that's beautiful yeah yep. and so they still think well the older ones don't but jude's always like hey is that my fish and he called his fish fish like that was the name fish oh right it's great yeah so anyways but we have a little video though of jude because everett our he had called his fish sir axelrod because that was back oh. when like cars two Oh, was really you know, I was thinking of Axel Rose. That's where oh, I go. Oh, I know. No, <laughs> our kids go to cars. I go to like Guns and Roses. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, he wasn't thinking about Guns. And Roses. My kids <laughs> like music. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, but anyway, so we called it Sir Axelrod. But when Jude was little, when he would say Axel, because they were calling oh, him Axel I, yes. for short. It didn't sound like Axel. <laughs> I think you showed thing. me that I'm video. Sure I have. Okay. Every once in a while, my friends need to laugh. I said on the video. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll share that on the oh my podcast yes, that's... Uh, website. So you can go there and see it. <laughs> I'm sorry. My kid isn't cussing. I promise. But yeah, that sounds like he is. And it's horrible. And it's funny to us. It's so cute. Because he's just <laughs> like, yeah. Anyways. Oh, well. So your kids all survived camping. Barely. I, I'm not going to lie. Okay, I have to just set this up. I got a Voxer from you over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And I, when a I was listening to it, I, I was driving and I was crying. I was laughing so hard. I, I couldn't stop laughing all day every time I thought about it. So just know. tell the story, girl. Okay. This is awesome. Yeah, this is truly the Gora life. There, it's the things that happen to us. You can't make it up. No, it happens all the time. Like the craziest most terrible, funny, but also usually tragic, <laughs> quasi-tragic. <laughs> it's just, we're just so used to it. Like things, anyway. So camping, we set up. We're good. You know, camper, we're pretty awesome. Except there was some slight flooding going on oh. in the beginning. And <laughs> we used, you know, anyway, Papa Dan was coming with extra towels. Let's Excellent. just say that. Yeah. So besides that, we got all tucked in the first night and... I'm sure the kids were excited to sleep. They were so excited. And the camper. It's just fun. We all were, yeah. We slept in the front by the door. Derek, it's got like two sides that pop out. So, and the kids were in the back. Rowan and Rigby were on the opposite side away from the door in their own little queen looking size bed. And then little Ragers was in the middle in this his own bed because he like sleeps in circles and right. nobody wants to sleep no with him. Sleeping. No. Mm-mm. So anyway, door is locked. We're asleep. And like, I passed out. 
I was exhausted from the prep. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's exhausting for The mom. amount of Camping stuff I put in my camper. so much work for moms. Yeah. And the chandelier didn't make it. No. Because it was a great we idea. We had goldfish, though. So True. <laughs> but by the end of packing up the, car, the oh, camper. There was just no room. Well, there could have been room, but I was just like, if I moved one more thing from my oh, house yeah. to the camper, I was just going to lose it. Yeah. Like, how are we taking all this stuff? Wow. So anyway, we're all asleep. And all of a sudden, I hear someone trying to get in or out of the camper. And I just kind of yell at Rage. Because you assume it's Rage. I figured Rage got out of bed and is like trying to play with the door. And I'm like, Rage, get back in bed. You know, nobody. And then all of a sudden, I like kind of hear Rigby whimpering. And so oh. I jump up and I like go to the door. And I see that Rage is right in front of there. He's already still asleep. Oh, so it, yeah, it's and rage. the door is locked. And I hear Rigby outside and like... I, I thought it was Rigby, but I didn't know. But I mean, I should have probably checked. But like, right, but you you know, I'm just like, door. who's out there? I don't know. I was like in a panic. I couldn't. It was dark. I had to get that door open. I open it and there's Rigby, my six-year-old, standing outside, kind of crying <laughs> in so his underwear <laughs> with <laughs> his sleeping bag. Okay. And I am just like, my heart oh, was course. broken. Half. I was in a... Right, and I was scared to death, like yeah. you know, because they were riding their bikes around, and right. I'm like, I'm, just, I'm like, don't talk to strangers. You can ride; it's safe. My husband and I have like completely different views. He's like, you can go anywhere. When I was little, I rode everywhere. <laughs> At night, I took a flashlight. You can do whatever you want. And I'm like, oh no, I have to be able to see you. <laughs> that's re- he's that's like, real, is it a little bit? No, it's like we have completely right. like I'm Mama Bear, and he is, you know, just <laughs> Uncle. <laughs> right he's the uncle who has no kids yes. anyway so i was like worried i get him inside rigby inside and i was like what are you doing outside he d- couldn't tell me i was afraid like somebody like told him not to tell or oh i was like talk to me do you, how did you get outside he's like i don't know and i was like why are you outside <laughs> i don't know his answer to everything was i don't know oh it's so scary i was like freaked out well so like, he couldn't get in that would have been scary yeah, for him right like what if i didn't wake up you know all these things go in your mind go through your mind like my son can't get into the trailer in the oh or the camper word. in the middle of the night so anyway i put him back to bed i told derek that <clears throat> excuse me i think rigby is sleepwalking right because but i was like how did he lock the door behind him <laughs> i was so confused like I mean, I was having all these thoughts. Like, right, did he right. like someone have a Piecing key? It together. Like, is there, right. like a, you know, camper break in like, the, uh, you know, whatever. I'm Does crazy. This happen on and it was the middle of the night and I was in a sleeping stupor because I actually fell asleep. I never fell asleep. Okay. So <laughs> right. I was like, wow, I was so confused. Anyway, so l- then we all get back to bed. Fall back know. to sleep. Yeah. We we're asleep. And then a little while later, I kind of feel like I hear the camper move a little bit or like I thought someone was getting up and I sit up real quick and check the door and like nobody was there and then so I lay back down and I'm kind of sleeping again and then I hear blood curdling screaming (laughs) and my heart and like I'm sleeping on the outside so like I have to jump over Derek every time and like almost die trying to like frantically get out of the bed you know it's it's was not pretty. God was probably laughing. I just love this it. Happen. It was a bad movie. Well, I can just imagine your hair. I'm picturing your hair. My hair. I mean, yeah. And, and I your jammies. My jammies, <laughs> which you know are like a tank top and unmentionables. The, yeah, the rest of the things that you wear Where? normally. Under underwear. Underwear. <laughs> I was gonna say undies. Like I don't know what people call. I don't, Anyways, unmentionables. Moving on. 
Let's just unmentionable them. Um, yeah, let's <laughs> not mention those. Anyway, I like race to the back of the camper. Rigby, what? And he's not there. He's not in his bed again. It's like I'm losing oh. my heart. I like run oh, yeah. back to the door to get outside. Oh, and I'm like word. frantically, and I finally get the door unlocked, bust outside in my underwear. <laughs> And your hair. And my, like, <laughs> and like, I'm like <laughs> screaming right into the night, Rigby, where are you? And then I hear like crying on the side of the camper. I run around to the side of the camper and he's like on the ground in like half out of his sleeping bag. <laughs> and he's like, I know, I think I figured it out. He's like crying asleep. And he's like, I fell. He fell out of the camper. Twice. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> so horrible. I, I <laughs> after I saved his life because he was like his neck was like hurting him. Like he could have died. I don't kid know. Fell out. Of my it's like I, yeah, I took a picture of him standing under oh. it. It's like way you know. It's like almost five and a half feet. He must also sleep in circles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. But th- I guess Derek said that there's just like Velcro. <laughs> Velcro and uh, buttons, two but one button snap. Needless to say, <laughs> Rigby slept with us that night. The rest of the night. <laughs> in the middle, and <laughs> I, I laid next to him and cried because I was laughing so hard. I cried the next day because it was so oh, funny. I'm still crying. Our neighbors, but he was like blood curdling. Sc- I'm did pretty anybody sure. come and help? Like, <laughs> nobody, nobody else. Did. You're on your own. <laughs> You're on your own. Now. So, okay, the next night, did he sleep in his bed? (laughs) He did. And then I took, like, all of the cushions from, like, the little kitchen table area. Oh, yeah. Built a wall, a safe wall. And then I actually even slept them the other way. So, like, only their feet would be going that way. That's smart. Oh, my gosh. Mm. That was great. It was a good time. A lot of work. But it was just good to do something before summer is over. Yeah. Last night, we did um, one more special thing, which was we went to the gas station. (laughs) And they got to pick out... Um, whatever they wanted. So they got like, like two things, Gatorade and like candy. That's oh, what they all mercy. picked out. And then we went to the park to play. So they got to eat like nasty snacks at the park and eat, and play at the park for That's an hour. Awesome. And nobody was there because nobody plays at the park the night before school starts. No. But we did, and it was perfect. Winning. Mm-hmm. That's pretty fantastic. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we could have only done that and no camping, and everyone would have oh, felt right. like some, the end of summer. Gone to Disney awesome. World. So note to self for next year: gas station, park. That's awesome. Done. Yeah, they're back to school and now back to routines, and I'm so excited for routines for myself too. I just do better with routine, and me too. But it's funny that will like lead us to what we're gonna kind of chat about is that it's hard when we have plans of our own, you know, and we mm-hmm. have to be like we're called to like wait. And not just charge ahead with what we want to do. Sometimes we are, we have to wait for things. Right. Waiting yeah. is not easy. It is not easy. And, you know, I, it's funny, you know, I think everybody is, has lots of experience with waiting in one shape or another. Um, whether it's like you're a single woman waiting for your man or whether you're waiting for that job or mm-hmm. um, all those things. Like in our family, um, I had to wait. Like, it was hard. Like, we, we didn't get pregnant right away. Kurt and I. We got, we got pregnant the first time, and I miscarried. And then it took a long time to wait till mm-hmm. I got pregnant with Hudson, and that was really hard because you question all that. Maybe I'm not going to have children, and you know, you just go yeah. through all of those. Like, oh, that can be really hard, especially mm-hmm. when 
our culture is so geared to having everything planned out and like you need to feel like you're in control of your destiny at all times. And, you know, as Christians, if you believe in Jesus and that God is sovereign and that you can trust him with your life and timing and all Mm -hmm. these things, it's a lesson in trust, really. That's what it comes down to. Like, is God big enough? Do you Mm -hmm. trust him in his time for you or... Um, if you charge ahead to do your own thing, a lot of times consequences to that, you know, when we make things happen ourselves, as opposed to just trusting that God will work it all out. So then, but like, then it's like, even to like our immigration, we've been Canada, like, Mm -hmm. it's just like, we've had to wait and wait and wait and wait. And like, you know, buying a house, we have to wait, you know, like all the things that we're entitled to, we've had to wait for and wait a long time. Mm -hmm. And like, I haven't been able to work or I haven't like until recently and, um, because of your immigration, because of immigration, yeah. you know, like all these things, like we have to, Oh, I know you and I, like, like we were ready to get the ball rolling and jump into working together and design. we had to, it I took know. us a while till you were able to take on anything with right. me and we were just dancing around it. And <laughs> it was yeah, I couldn't even volunteer. Like that mm-hmm. was even a gray area because like they view that as you're taking a job or a space from an American citizen that is able to. So, mm-hmm. Um, which I totally get, like it's, I get that. So, but it's hard. Like when you're in the middle of that and it's been five, six years and you're just waiting Mm -hmm. and waiting and there's never an answer, you know, and you don't get answers, you don't get answers or you get different answers from different people that you talk Mm -hmm. to. And it's just a good lesson in trust. And like, it was, that was like really important for me to remember to have people around us speaking truth to us that helped so much to help mm-hmm. like pray alongside us that God's timing would be perfect. And I had like, you know, I had you and other friends that would remind me of remember God's got this. And like Kurt was always, always being like, then how big is God? Like how big is your God? Mm-hmm. He's big enough for this. But there are so many situations along that, um, along that path where, you had to get your passports or something. Right. They didn't accept something or remember you oh couldn't get word. the people at Walgreens to take, they wouldn't the pictures, accept the photos. I know. It had to be a certain size and it had to be mailed in order for this to happen by I a certain know. time. Cause you guys were kind of on a time crunch for petitions running out before you have to file the next piece of paperwork. And like, it's just, but it was, it was stressful and worrisome. You, I remember like, um, at one point you guys didn't know if you were just at the beginning of this year, if you were just going to have to pack up and leave the country, just yeah. like that. Like, you know, he, Kurt, the visa had run out. Mm-hmm. We were like in this transitional spot and it was like, you know, what if it's, we have to like be realists too. Like we have mm-hmm. to be smart. You have to be, use wisdom in these situations. But even then mm-hmm. God is still good, you know, and his plans are still good and they're still like he's still trustworthy, mm-hmm. but like just keeping the perspective of not getting angry or bitter or frustrated to the point where it affects relationships, you know, like that's just, and I think, it, I think that applies to so many situations, like not just in our immigration, but like schools and, you know, waiting for answers in anything. Like mm-hmm. you went through mm-hmm. waiting for results for Derek back yeah. when he was sick, like just waiting and waiting and you're still right. Like you guys still don't have definitive yeah. answers. Not completely. The doctors would never say, like what caused it all. Um, and you know, we, a bunch of us think we know, but like if the experts will say, you know, they won't say Mm -hmm. they're still questioning because of this and this and this, where it would have come from. So we don't really know how Mm. or what the source of all the issue was. We know it was related to his heart. Mm 
defect that they found way later on. But like, like we were in the hospital for like months before the. Yeah, it was a a good month of, and then back in the hospital again before we figured it out. But it was days of being away from our kids and us sitting in the same hospital room. And you know, I joked about you know we're staring at the same four walls. But it was day in day out, long days of. Oh, those are wait, long days. We were waiting. We would wait each morning for a doctor to come in to tell us if anything else was failing, if anything had gotten better, and we were always on the edge of our seats waiting for an answer. Did you find anything yet? Right. And um, we had the best doctors. We were at Northwestern in Chicago. Sure, it yeah. was It's an amazing hospital, and, and the answers didn't come. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time just saying, I don't think God wants us to have an answer. We're just supposed to trust him. And are you okay with that? Yeah. You have to be, right? Like right. as... But why do we, as people think, we we have to know the reason for everything. We and don't. even when we we make up the reason, right, we yeah. try to form a conclusion. Um, we have to, it's a it's a control thing. We have to know. We ha- There has to be Absolutely. a reason. But one of the things that I've learned about waiting is that right where you are, God has you there and you have to live fully in that moment. You can still worship you can still give thanks give thanks and love people you have to live right where you are right where god Mm -hmm. has you in the mess before the job you before the promotion or when when you're living in the that's the thing like when our immigration finally came through when i finally got pregnant with our kids and i had healthy babies like that was if it didn't happen that's still okay. And I remember having that conversation with Kurt. Like I remember him praying that with our kids too. Like, okay. And if our immigration doesn't come through, even then he is still good and he is Mm -hmm. still God. And then, you know what? We'll just do the next thing. You know, we need to be faithful in the here and the now, um, Mm -hmm. loving God and loving others and being faithful to what he's called us to do here. So. Mm -hmm. Amen. One of the verses that we, when Derek was in the hospital that, God just, I'm opening my Bible, so I'm sure you can hear it. That's great. The rustling of pages. The rustling of pages, yeah. It's Isaiah 40, verses 31. Mm -hmm. It says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Mm. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And, uh, you know, for, for us in that situation, it was a constant hoping and trusting and having to sit there. There was no movement. We couldn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be with my kids. No. I couldn't, you know, we weren't doing anything regular in life. We were on hold. We were in limbo. But um, waiting on him for the answers is what gave us the strength. Mm-hmm. You know, if we were running around, exhausting ourselves, searching and trying, and you know, we just had to sit and wait. It was a, And a you had to choose that, though. You we know, did. like you could have chose in our spirit, in our soul. Yes, to you wait. had that was like a that's mm-hmm. a conscious choice whether or not we're going to submit to that, yeah, or not, or whether we're going to just need to get angry and demand yeah. and because people do that. I, you know, you see both sides, right? Like I, we've seen people that mm-hmm. just cannot not be in control, mm-hmm. and that is a hard, ugly. Well, we learned so much about just. The seeing uh, the human reaction to something tragic or something where we don't know, mm-hmm. like 
Derek and I did because so many people had to know what was going on. Right, around you. And we didn't even have the answers. Right. And nobody could understand how there wasn't an answer. Sometimes there isn't, right? Right. That's the crazy part. But like, then uh, we were on the backside of it later on when um, a family from our church, their daughter got sick and we were sitting on the sidelines waiting and wanting answers to know if she was okay and what was going on with her and and why. And um, really the one thing that we needed to be doing was be on our knees for them because Absolutely. God knows and he's the one with How all the power. How big is your God? You know, that's like, again, it just comes right. back what to is that, that information going to do for you? Yeah, and how is that going to, that's that's not the hope. Mm-hmm. The hope isn't the answer that the doctors can give you. You know, the hope is in the fact that God's going to carry you no matter what. Right, yeah, and that was one of the beautiful things about it, you mm-hmm. know, is that, he did carry us, and at the end of that verse that I was just sharing in Isaiah 40, end of verse 31, it says, They will soar on wings like eagles, and they will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not be faint. And that was such a special word to us because Derek couldn't walk at that time. Mm. He had no strength. It was like it was, right. he was so ill. Yeah. He was like a very decrepit old person. It was mm. just crazy. The life had been sucked from him. But we were soaring and flying on our faith because God was carrying us. We were looking to him. Our faces were up and on him and not on the eyes of those doctors. Like we loved our doctors too. Of course. And we actually just, we got to know everyone and we um, looked forward to seeing, I'm like, it was crazy. Like it became a little community almost like, you know, they all knew us, but um, we were looking to God for our answers and we were looking medically too, but we were okay with wherever God's going to use those Mm -hmm. men and women to help yeah. do you know what I mean like that oh yeah they're, they're gifted definitely that's how they're gifted yeah but you know what's funny is that I think about that and I remember um Kurt going up mm-hmm. to uh when you just say about like soaring on wings like eagles mm-hmm. like um Derek is a tall man like he's a big man and mm-hmm. I remember like before he was sick I remember seeing him in church you know arms mm-hmm. held high you know in worship yeah. and like I just remember being like you know thinking about that that he was just so ill he couldn't even sit up alone you know like all those things and I remember Kurt coming home from leading worship and just saying how much more it blessed him like seeing Derek in that bed sick with his arms still stretched up to heaven like you know like (laughs) I think he was green that day yeah he oh he was like he had lost so much weight and he just looked so so he lit up I remember seeing I've it just reminds me of like you know like that's how God will sustain you you know like you choose to worship and you choose to live with that peace knowing that God is sovereign and and he just sustains you we were crying bitter tears we weren't sitting in bed smiling we were hurting and we were wanting to escape but there was still a sense of peace yeah with it all and even moving forward from there there was lots of waiting for us just Mm. not knowing if what kind of work he was going to be able to do would he recover what would happen in his body what was next and well we're we're in this waiting season right Mm -hmm. as as just believers as people walking on earth like we are waiting for the day when Christ returns too like we're still mm-hmm. in this waiting season and not until then will everything be set right and we just need to learn how to live in this like sanctifying part that we're in right now this is the part that we need to learn how to wait well and mm-hmm. love well and do all these things for right now, for such a time as now, you know, we've mm-hmm. all been placed here in this time and space for a reason. And, and if you're waiting right now, no matter what you're doing, like it's no matter what 
part of your life you're waiting in, just surrender that to God and mm-hmm. know that he will be faithful and he sees you and you're not forgotten and just mm-hmm. keep being faithful. I, um, Psalm 130 verse mm-hmm. six says, um, my soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning. Mm-hmm. He like repeats that more than watchmen wait for the morning. And like, what's a watchman's job? It's to look for the morning. And like, that's how much we need to be looking for God. And the waiting part is where, um, where he's developing something in our hearts yes. when we have to wait and keep look to him. That's when we're growing and it's the hard part, but it's the important part. Yeah. And so, well, it's like in James, right? Like consider it joy, mm-hmm. consider it pure joy when you encounter various trials. Like that's, mm-hmm. a, that's not like if you encounter trials, like if that's in your waiting or if that's not in your waiting, yeah. you're going to face trials. So you mm-hmm. need to learn how to consider it joy in What's God teaching you through that Mm -hmm. process? We were talking about the Israelites too earlier and how they were always grumbling and unhappy and like, hello, we are. It's never enough. We're no different. Nothing's ever enough. But they're always looking ahead or at what they don't have Mm -hmm. and not paying attention to the cloud that's leading them or the food that's falling from heaven or the... Uh, you know, the, the fire. way God's providing yeah, leaders. It's like and big, God is doing big things around you. You have to look at it. See We're it. just, yeah, same thing. Yeah. Isn't it? Like, so whether that's, you know, you're grumbling over your job or your family or the, hu- the, the husband you have, that he doesn't do this and this and that. Well, maybe he's doing something else really well. And maybe if you get your eyes off what he's not doing and you can look at what he is doing, mm-hmm. you know, it's all good perspectives. Perspective yeah. yeah. And your kids, you know, like, People are human, and if you're putting your hope in people, that's going to be right. That's that, not a good mm-hmm, place that to reminds put your me hope. of Anne Voskamp's One Thousand Gifts. Mm-hmm. Like you know, when she says, um, "When you name things that you're mm-hmm. thankful for, absolutely, it's just a good thing to do. It's like a treasure hunt, right? For joy, right. it changes the moment though that you're in because mm-hmm. it's like hard to have a sour face and a sad heart when you're naming things you're thankful for. It changes your countenance, and then in the moment you're transformed it's so true. like naming things it's so true that for. that was just it's, yeah that's a great thing to do to set your heart on those things you know to not be just looking for the discouragement mm-hmm. there's enough naysayers out there there's enough people telling us that we're not enough like there's people all around telling mm-hmm. us that we're not smart enough pretty enough fast enough you know your car's not big enough your house isn't right like there's enough people out there putting pressure on themselves to perform for others for acceptance from others and it's been done for us Mm -hmm. we don't have to get acceptance from people like that's not where we need to look and right and let's not try to race out of right where he has us god has us in these moments of waiting for a reason reason. so try to live fully right where you are and um what's the jonathan edwards quote that um pastor live with all of your might while you live yeah yeah Yeah. let's live with all of our might while we do live right where we are yep amen well on that note let's i feel like i need to do a little jingle here like ding 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 design chat Design chat. Yeah, I think we're going to talk about mixing patterns. Uh huh. That's something I feel like people get a little bit intimidated by. Would right. you say like? Mm-hmm. And so then they just tend to keep everything very solid. Mm-hmm. Or use the pillows. Like if we're talking pillows, as far as pattern goes, we can just stick with that. 
today. Right, like, let's right. just do that. Keep it simple. I don't think that the, the average person out there is wanting to put damask wallpaper on their walls. Right. But yeah. if you did, could, that's more formal. So, so <laughs> yeah. So how about mixing patterns and pillows? Oh, just in your spaces. Yeah. I, well, think about when you get a new sofa and they mm-hmm. come with those horrible... Awful pillows that come with them. The stock they pillows. Are, Don't awful. mix those in, people. I yeah. Get rid of them or recover them. Yeah. I've they saved just, mine to recover, actually, when we just bought our mm-hmm. last sofa. And also, when you're buying a sofa, maybe don't buy a patterned one. Buy a neutral. I feel like that could be a solid piece of furniture. Oh, the furniture, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And then build off of that. Like, that's mm-hmm. a good base. And then you can add the different patterns and stuff in. Right. Not the stock pillows. Well, even my it. sofa that I have... I bought it, you know, I mm-hmm. don't know, 10 years ago. And so it's chocolate in color. That was yep. back when chocolate was the new gray, right? Yeah. Yep. The old gray. It was the old gray. <laughs> yeah, that's not come back for a while. Anyway, um, but it came with very simple, plain brown pillows. Mm-hmm. And they stayed on my couch for a long time. Yeah. And basically because I was, had. Well, I was working full time. I didn't yeah. decorate my house then. It's I, so funny. I did it full time as a job. Yeah, exactly. I didn't. Dec- so it's sad. Now I have more time because I'm at home. But I had to get rid of them. Oh yeah. We should all. We should everyone chuck those or, you know, there's all kinds of easy ways like you can we'll, buy pillow like if you go on Pottery covers? Barn, yes. yeah, or like West Elm, you can just buy pillow covers for yeah. that size pillow, and that's yeah. a great solution to if you don't want to. Right. If they're like a good quality pillow, but. Yeah, and there's like a great little DIY. We'll post a link to it where you can take like a piece of fabric and fold it around your pillow and then tie it in the front like a knot. And it just looks like a really cool knotted front pillow. Easy peasy. And then your ugliness, the ugliness (laughs) that matches your sofa is underneath it. You can also tie a bow around your head. (laughs) (laughs) Or you just sit on the pillow. Uh, I love it. Yeah. And I, it's so funny because if you're in in a room, a lot of times too, like you don't want to just fill your couch with pillows. Like my husband gets really frustrated with all the pillows. And it's so, makes me really sad that he doesn't appreciate them. A lot of them do. It's so funny though. Like I go into his office and like every guy, as soon as they sit down, they chuck the pillow. Like the first thing to go how to use the pillow right Ugh. anyways it's just cracks me up but if you don't want to have so many pillows you can grab a blanket right and we had one client like that right where he wasn't into pillows so we did one throw and one pillow on per the corner yeah. yeah and that's all we could do for him yeah but the thing is is your room will look flat it if will. you don't have that extra texture and just those little complimentary things on your sofa you need those and so if you can't handle them and you need to sit them on the floor, that's fine. But I stick one under my arm. I, oh, yeah. I need pillows to feel Seriously, comfortable. Seriously, so. you know, it doesn't bother me. People come in my house and chuck them on the floor. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. And mm-hmm. it's fine. Yep. Like, I try to keep my children's feet off them because that's disgusting. But I do love having the pillows that you can take the covers off and wash them. Like, that's just oh, wonderful. Yep. But. Yeah. How many pillows then? I would say odd number. I would say three. I would say as a combination, three. Three at least. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes I will do like a throw, like a quilt, or I have like a striped blanket, and then I'll have like a solid pillow and then a patterned pillow, mm-hmm. like to mix the patterns together a little bit. But how many patterns should you include in a room that, that are different? Didn't mm-hmm. it? Again, that's the magic number of three, right? So yep. start with three. Yeah. You can always go more, but you want at least three patterns. Yeah. So in the first pattern that you want to pick is the biggest boldest yeah, statement scale, yeah so start with that wise mm-hmm. find a, the biggest scale pattern you like and build on that 
And honestly, when you're at the store, like try them out in your in your cart together. Like just keep grabbing pillows mm-hmm. and put ones together, see what works and with a blanket or whatever. And if you're not sure and you want to take them home into your space and see what they look like, buy them, take them home. And if you don't like them, return them. Like how many mm-hmm. times have we done that too? Like that's right. no harm. Um, so if you start with the big, bold pattern pillow first, the next one could be half that scale of a pattern and maybe it's something different. So if it's a, like a big damask or a big floral, maybe you do like a geometric with it. A little smaller geometric. Yeah, like mm-hmm. a stripe or um, like those diamondy ones that are. Mm-hmm. And then you can add the texture too. Like some of them are all um, like sequined or they're fuzzy, you know, and that, that right. gives a different texture and it's a different pattern for your eye. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's your third pillow. Yeah. Is a smaller textural or, yeah. you know, something that's got this beautiful little nubby fabric or maybe it's one that's real luxurious and poofy. Yeah. Poofy. Mm-hmm. You were talking about a pillow like that, weren't you? I was, yeah. I need to get one of those fuzzy, long, white, shaggy ones. Mm-hmm. But this is the thing, is I do know that my kids will be like, oh, in the water of their face all over it. Like, it's okay. I have two of them, and I have rage. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we have two okay. of those. And I, I got them Can at you Kmart. wash them? Um, I've just hands, I've cleaned hand, them. And, but like, hand, yeah, right. I've had like food stuck in those, and I just take a like a little <laughs> a wet brush. Yeah, <laughs> now it comes right out. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So yeah, I got mine at Kmart. See, Two little fuzzy ones. Gave me permission. Ones. I'm gonna yeah. go get some. And they were only ten bucks. Hey, so man. it's not bad. It's not bad. No, it's yeah, not a like Marshalls. Right. That's it's, okay. But the, for the fuzzy one, the ones that are just the long shaggy, you don't really tell. You can't tell. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the other thing you can do between pillows is repeat colors. Right. From one to the next, if you want to tie it together. All right. within the same nice mm-hmm. kind of colory tones. Right. So, or maybe just mix in some neutrals, pillows right. too, if you. If and you're I would scared. say if you, if you do have some pretty bold patterns on your, on your pillows, and it's next to your curtains, maybe don't do a big loud drape. Yeah, well, you can if it's the if right it's that kind I of know. room, right? Right, and it it's just, a that's something though you would want to just maybe run it past a friend that's got an eye, also just yeah, yep, that's what we do. I call you even sometimes around. Oh like, yeah, hey, definitely have someone else say? get eyes on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or send us a picture. We want to see too. You have a, like a room mm-hmm. that you've got really uh, confident in, and you're at your risk, and you're gonna go buy some pretty pillows. We want to see them. Yeah. yeah, let us see. One of the things we were going to say is this was. A request that someone sent us to talk about. This was a question somebody had. Yeah, it was great. And I I love that. So if you guys have a question, like an easy question that we don't necessarily have to be there for, (laughs) um, you can hire us for that if you want. But um, if you have a question that maybe you'd like us to address here on the podcast, uh, either comment on the By Design uh, Instagram Mm -hmm. feed, right, on one of our pictures, or just you can... Email us at info at bydesignpodcast.com. That's right. Yeah. And then um, we'll do that every couple of weeks. We'll go through them and answer some answer questions. Some. And yep, that's what we're doing today. We're talking about patterns. Love it. So, well, mm-hmm. friends, have a great day. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.